0: Welcome to ITAD Talk, and part two in this series.
1: When we started here, there wasn't any pushback at all because my my only two employees actually when I started were uh, my girlfriend and my father-in-law.
0: Oh, nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They were brand new to the industry and, you know, they were just learning totally down with whatever i showed them
0: yeah so what, what we kind of had to do is we kind of had to uh change uh our operations manager and our, our shipping guy and so we just had a lot of people that just um didn't didn't make the journey right and uh but but the team we have now is just really solid and uh that's just for just a, a you know it's kind of funny so you kind of know how your organization is when you come into work and if people greet you or not right <laughs> <laughs> so I mean now everybody says hello everybody's kind and uh you know we have a really good good a, a really great workforce and uh, we're, so we're, we're really fortunate for that but
1: uh oh yeah yeah I mean it's it's great here um you know of course the bigger the company the more likely you are to have some people that you don't rub quite right with and, and i mean even by the time uh, we left next tech you know everybody there was on excellent terms and so we were like a little family it was only a, about a 30 person company but over here i mean it's with there only being about seven or eight uh you know part-time to full-time employees it's it's even more distilled well that and i mean if i didn't get along with my employees i'd be sleeping on the couch oh (laughs) so you know that uh that that really does put another another spin on things Uh, that was kind of out of necessity i keep saying that um you know my my girlfriend and my father-in-law are my employees we started this company march 16th of 2020 which For anybody that's been alive Mm. for the last 18 months knows that, uh, that was right about the time that everything went to shit. Right. Um, so, uh, all of a sudden we had started this new company and I was, you know, about to go look for employees and all of a sudden you couldn't, you know, be around strangers or be around people that, uh, you know, traveled around or didn't live in your household. So I was very severely reduced in, uh, who I could, who I could hire.
0: So a question for you, do you feel that your beginning as a technician helped shape your, uh, mental model for operations management later on? And if so, what do you think were some of the benefits that working your way up through each role had on your eventual, the leadership?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so even though I came from a store management position in retail and, a, um, you know, event management position back when I was working for conventions, I specifically requested an entry-level position at Nextech because I really enjoy learning things from the ground up like I don't want to be dropped into a leadership role without understanding how things work at a very basic level Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just something that has permeated through my entire life because my father was in the navy and he was on you know minesweeper ships as a physician Mm -hmm. and he said that the best captain he ever had was a guy that would come and talk to him every single day in his clinic on the ship And after about three or four weeks at sea, he finally asked the captain, you know, why do you come and talk to me every day when you've got the rest of the ship to manage? And uh, the captain said back to him, he said, you know, I know how to do every single job on this ship nearly as well as everybody that I've got under my command. The only job that I can't do is yours. So I want (laughs) to understand everything about it that I can to make sure that, you know, I can properly command you. Um, and I mean, that. that's just always sort of stuck with me. So, you know, even though I've got a wealth of experience in several other areas and from several other industries and companies, you know, if I was going to be starting into a brand new industry, I wanted to know how it was from the ground up. And I mean, that is that's absolutely helped me because, you know, then once I get up to a leadership role I'm not just looking at the big picture of, you know, Hey, we need to ship X thousands of dollars by X date. I can, you know, think all the way down and say, okay, well, you know, it's going to take this amount of time to unpack and test and repack and, you know, do up labels and every little task adds into it. And I can, I can have a better sense of what it's going to take to get a, a larger project done by understanding the, the smaller pieces. You,
0: you know, you, you you kind of bring up a question. I've been talking to a lot of the um, the people that we've had on the the business leaders, and uh, kind of asking them if uh, if they had you know had had a mentor and if they're able to now mentor others. So I was just wondering for yourself, uh, has has that has has that been the case?
1: Uh, mentors? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, anybody uh, in this industry that was senior to me that, you know, was my manager or was my, uh, you know, that I directly reported to was a mentor in some way or other. So initially at Next Tech, um, my mentor in the test lab when I was a technician was a, a man called David Williams, who, you know, was a... Uh, a young, fun guy who was just a general IT geek who, you know, came into work basically barefoot, but passed <sighs> through, oh, no. you know, switches and air caps and phones mm. and God knows what else, you know, faster than anybody else. Um, and you know, he showed me a lot about the tech side of things until I could completely understand the test center and the technical aspects. And then, you know, once I moved on from the technician role to more of a general ops role. Um, You know, Mike McDade was my operations manager at the time, and he uh, really took me under his wing and showed me all the operations ropes to the point where when he finally left the company, I assumed his role. Um, And it's just kind of gone from there. You know, every, every time that there is somebody above me that can see a higher picture of things, you know, I'm going to glom onto them and try to understand every aspect that I can, uh, so that I can, you know, all the way up and down the chain, figure out how things can be done better. You know, the high picture of a business can help you understand what needs to happen at the lowest level and understanding what happens at the lowest level can really help you plan what needs to happen from a high level.
0: Nice. Nice. So um, how has the transition been going from uh, manager of operations at Next Tech to being CO COO at, at Comsources?
1: Well, because of the because of the sizes of the companies, you know, like I said Next Tech was 30 35 people. Um because Comsources started out as just 3 people, just myself and two salesmen. Um, it really wasn't too different. Uh, you know, back at next tech, I inserted myself in any kind of operations work I could, you know, just to keep myself sharp and, you know, keep my ear to the ground on exactly what happens operationally. Uh, and then here at comm sources, I can do that while, uh, performing, you know, some higher business, um, tasks, just because I have enough time, you know, with a smaller company to keep my ear to the ground and keep processing small orders and stuff in the warehouse, but then also be able to focus on some business development, some, you know, uh, strategizing on certain large orders or large projects or, you know, new customers with new, uh, you know, sort of processes that we'll need to do for them.
0: So so you had mentioned uh, Lean. So um, how were you first introduced to uh, Lean?
1: Uh, Mark Jaffe. Uh, Like I said, uh, about a year and a half after I started at Nextech, he flew down from Minnesota and really introduced the concept to the company. And we all just kind of workshopped it for a couple of days. And then from there, uh, you know, it's just been an easy thing to keep in mind, at least some of the, the... really basic principles of it, like tack time, for instance. I mean, one of the big things I look out for nowadays is tack time, the amount of time that it takes to either start up a task or switch from one task to another. Uh, That is a huge, huge time killer, uh, especially if you're working at a company where you have several hats or several lines of business going at the same time. You know, if you're switching to 15 or 20 different tasks per day, Even if it only takes you two minutes to walk from, you know, your office to, uh, say, the shipping department or, you know, to any other department, two minutes times 20 is 40 minutes, you know, that's almost an entire hour a day that you're not doing anything productive, you're just getting ready to do something. And then if you extrapolate that out to an operations standpoint, like if you're a warehouse worker and you're switching between, you know, receiving and packaging or, Uh, Inventory management, you've got to not only move from one place to another, but also then, you know, set up a workstation or set up supplies, you know, that that can absolutely balloon out into something that is an hour and a half or two hours of really unproductive time even though it's necessary it's not you're not producing anything and that's uh, that, that can absolutely be a huge efficiency drain so
0: so, th- so that actually might uh, have answered this next question unless you wanted to add to it but uh, which process ideas or improvements have had the greatest impact so far would, would you say that that the one you're talking about was or is there yeah anything, tack, you know, time. tack time absolutely okay. tack time great um, now along with that uh, with lean and um, things like Six Sigma and the Gimba Academy, the to- the the Toyota Way, etc. Which has been your favorite uh, lean or operations management resource so far?
1: Um, lean, just because it was the first one I was introduced to, and they were kind of introduced all at the same time. Like I think when Mark gave the presentation, he was like, "There's lean, there's Six Sigma, there's you know Kaizen," um, and they all really overlap and share a lot of uh, similarities. So I haven't, you know, absolutely dug into, you know, the defined literature and following exact rules of every single one. I just kind of take the concepts of all of them and apply it so simply I- because I'm, I'm, we're not really in a, a manufacturing kind of a, a workflow. You know, people have to move between different, stations and people have to quickly drop things to get an overnight order done. So instead of it being a simple production line where everything is processed in the exact same way, you've got to have a bit of flexibility, um, you know, in your, in your workflow. So it's not as easy to do something like Kaizen where, you know, Kaizen is really focused on an exact linear workflow, uh, you know, lean is a little bit more lenient uh, in that it, it, um, you know, it allows you to be a little bit more flexible and give you broader rules of, you know, uh, how to make things a little bit more efficient.
0: So have you watched um, some of the videos, for example, like the two-second lean videos from Fast Caps?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, back a couple years ago. I I haven't kept up with them recently, but yeah, i've I've seen I've seen a few like that.
0: Yeah, I first got exposed to uh, lean. Um, I was watching this show about uh, I think it was like I don't know, just I think like everyday people that had become like a like a millionaire or something, and they had this one guy uh, his company called in um, in the ditch towing, and uh, this guy made uh, manufactured um, he actually invented a product where you could tow a car out of a ditch um, with a truck being parallel instead of the truck taking up both lanes of traffic or something like that. And then he started manufacturing that and went into lean. And so his name is Chuck. And uh, the, the, the show was really interesting. And I actually reached out to him. And and so he kind of gave me a lot of, of resources and kind of encouraged us to, uh, uh, to to work on lean. So anyway, kind of yeah. a short story there. but. <laughs>
1: It's a little bit more difficult to follow in this small company of sources because my my whole warehouse is just shy of 5,000 square feet. I've only got a few employees uh, on any one day, um, you know, two to three, along with myself, and we are really flexible with the space, just depending on you know the size of order that we're working on or you know the exact kind of product that we're working on so it's like i said it's not quite as easy as um you know doing something like the kaizen way or doing something absolutely uh nailed down where you know this is only the test bench nothing else can happen here i don't have a lot of space so you know if i if i did that i'd you know grind certain projects to an absolute halt um so i I just, most of uh, what I focus on these days is just the tack time and, um, you know, being good about where your supplies are and where your signage is and everything so that things are close at hand, easy to spot, and, you know, easy to replenish when the time comes to to replenish them.
0: Nice. You'll you'll have to send us a couple of uh, pictures of, uh, like, how you set up your warehouse or something if you've got anything interesting i'd, I'd be interested to to look at that to uh, see if you've got you know just how, how how the thinking worked on the as far as the lean process and everything
1: yeah yeah i'll, um, I'll well, again because it's become kind of second nature to me i've got to actually think about what might even be interesting but yeah i'll uh, take a look around and i'll see if i can shoot you some pictures
0: Great. So, um, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, add that uh, you don't think we've uh, talked about this this afternoon, or any challenges that um, that you're facing that that, that you're working on?
1: Uh, well, right now I've got just a perfect storm of several large projects and deals coming in all at once. So mm. all of a sudden, my small team of wow. three or four people is faced with you know fifty odd pallets of stuff from several deals over the next few days. It's um like I said, it's just a flex space. So it's not a challenge that we've had yet in our eighteen months of operation. You know, I may have had twenty or thirty pallets at a time and kind of filled up the space and this and that, but right now I'm kind of having to play like that red car traffic game of <laughs> moving things around so I can even get to what needs to be worked on. Wow. Um, I mean it's a great problem to have excellent problem to have. I will take you know too much business over too little business every day, but you know i'm just uh strategizing it in just the right way so that it doesn't completely stop up the the engine
0: nice well that's uh that's really good that you're um, you've got a lot of business right now and that's uh once again a nice problem to have and uh, at least oh, yeah. at least you you know, can rest better. And that's one problem that, 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 that you don't have to work on. So, well, Derek, hey, I really want to thank you for uh, being a guest on ITED Talk this afternoon and uh, really enjoyed getting to, to know you. And I, I hope we can maybe do some deals in the future. And uh, it sounds like you've got a uh, really great uh, process there for uh, the telecom and the networking gear and, and routers and things like that. So just want to say thank you. And we w- once again, really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah,
0: no, thanks, Jeff. It was uh, it was good. Okay, we'll we'll speak with you soon.
1: And don't forget, the best way to support ITAD content is to rate and like the show on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you might listen.